Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And a good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and those folks down in Jordan, Minnesota that make the best patio furniture in the whole world. And it's called By the Yard. We'll get to Jim in just seconds. Well, this hot, humid summer is not only hard on some of us folks, it's hard on our feathered friends as well. So Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner wanted me to remind you to make sure you do a couple of things to keep them happy. Keep clean, fresh water out for them, not only to drink but to bathe, of course, as well. And clean those bird feeders and bird houses regularly. You know, the birds love the seed from Cardinal Corner because it is the freshest you will find anywhere. Anywhere from a one-pound bag, 50-pound bags, they've got custom mixes, And they also have, we remind you this every week, a monthly newsletter. It's free. Just subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. It's got all sorts of great tips in that newsletter. And if you need a gift idea, you stop in, see the ladies at Cardinal Corner. They give you all kinds of gift ideas. And Cardinal Corner is open seven days a week. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. They always love to chat with you, 651-455-6556. Or online at cardinalcorner.com. You pay them a visit. You're going to see Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. And good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. Good morning. We are officially 69 degrees. We went up one degree in the last hour. I'm writing that down. 69 degrees in the Twin Cities already. And it, Wow. Well, we've got 64 degrees, and it's sunny and partly cloudy here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. I'm, there's very little wind, got the window open, I've been listening to a house wren singing and an eastern bluebird and a morning dove and common yellow throat, beautiful Sunday morning. Sunrise, 542, sunset, 855, gives us in the Twin Cities and area 15 hours and 13 minutes of daylight. We have lost two minutes of daylight since yesterday. 11 minutes since last Sunday, and a total of 23 minutes of daylight have been lost since June 20th, our summer solstice and, of course, the longest daylight period of the year. The normal high for today is 84, normal low 65. Records for today, July 16th in the Twin Cities, high 102, set in 1926, low just 51 set in 1911 and again in 1958. And the most rain we've had on this date uh, came more than 100 years ago, 1908, 1.28 inches. So about an inch and a quarter is the record rainfall for this date. The last quarter moon rose this morning about 1233. You may have seen it on your way to work, Danny. I'm not sure if it was too cloudy, but it sets this afternoon at 128. A little too cloudy, a little too cloudy. Yeah, Too cloudy. Yep. Okay. Well, it's clearing off in the west here, I'll tell you. Our next full moon is 
Monday, August 7th. That's two weeks before the solar eclipse on August 21st. Um, so many things to uh, report on, but here in Carver County and also in McLeod County and Wright Counties, our nearby counties, we noticed that the first or the third crop of alfalfa hay is being cut, and that was just, uh, we know first noticed that on July 12th, and that would have been Wednesday. I saw my first of year field corn tasseling and soaking in the Waconia area Thursday, July 13th. Now, that was six days later than in um, last year, in uh, 2016. This past Wednesday, the July 12th, I was on a farm tour hosted by Kim McIntyre, our Waconia grocer, who hosted a, a busload of us on a tour of Untite's vegetable farm near Waverly. Now, Jerry Untite and his wife began this vegetable vegetable farm 47 years ago, and Jerry led our our was our tour guide. They raised 50, about 50 crops, um, different things at Untite's, uh, including and they include some fruits like apples. The first ones will be ripe in about a month. Raspberries and strawberries, which are ripe now, and uh, such vegetables as cucumbers, onions, green beans, broccoli, and sweet corn. Some of the best sweet corn I've ever had. Okay, now, yes, and this, this is what I'm <laughs> going to get to here. They raise all the sweet corn, the entire amount of sweet corn, for the Minnesota State Fair. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that oh, wow. Yeah, so anyway, on this large farm, about 1,400 acres, 200 workers, 45 acres under tall plastic tunnels, they produce an incredible amount of vegetables and fruits uh, for the market and, as I said, for the Minnesota State Fair. And an interesting thing is, is that at noontime, we had a corn feed, <laughs> sweet corn, the first of the season, and they had salads featuring fresh onions, cucumbers, and tomatoes, and, of course, broth from McIntyre. But it was a it was a wonderful. I had never been on a farm tour like that before, but it was really fun. Um, so, like I said, so many things to report. Richard and Don Young from Fridley are campground hosts at Bemidji State Park. Now, yesterday they took the water temperature of Lake Bemidji seventy degrees at the surface and seventy degrees one foot down. Now, when I'm taking water temperature, I usually take the temperature a foot down in at least five feet of water. Richard and, and Don Young report that Mars synclofoil, Mars skullcap, and spotted Joe pieweed bloom along the bog trail, and a pair of trumpeter swans and their two cygnets can be seen on Bass Lake in the park from the Paul Bunyan bike trail. That's a beautiful park there, by the way. And I should mention that, that they are hoping to see the northern lights tonight. There was a solar flare on Thursday, and so the northern lights, which we call Aurora Borealis, should be seen across the northern states and Canada. So people here in the Twin Cities area can get to a darker spot and look at the sky. There's a good chance of seeing northern lights tonight. Julie Brophy from Victoria reports, last Sunday the 9th, a late brood of four wood duck ducklings jumped from a nest jumped from an S-box in their yard. On 
July 11th. That was just Tuesday. And yesterday, Julie and Bill saw Canada geese taking their first test flights. Now, these adult geese um, shed their their flight feathers in about mid-June, and so they've been flightless. They're young, too, and so the young and the adults will start flying at the same time. So on the 11th, that was, let's see, on the 11th, they flew 50 feet, and yesterday, they flew several hundred feet. So very soon, people are going to see Canada geese in family groups take flight and fly all, all over the neighborhoods. They, they also said black cap um, chickadee family was among the birds using their bird bath yesterday on that hot day. How about that? 96 degrees. Avery Alfs from the Intown Marina located on the south side of Lake Waconia reports that the water temperature has reached 80 degrees. That was from, that was from yesterday's heat. And um, he says, crappies, sunfish, and largemouth bass are biting. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Canal Park in Duluth reports that at 8 a.m. yesterday, six miles out on Lake Superior, the surface water temperature was 55, and 85, 85 feet down was 47. <laughs> I know, it just makes you shiver when oh, you think yeah. about it. He says his clients um, fished for and caught lake trout and king salmon yesterday. We have time for a few more of these? Oh, I think so. Okay, Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report that honeybees are visiting the flowers of white Dutch clover. Those are the ones you see in your yard. White sweet clover, borage, and more. And their 10 hives have twice as much capped honey in the supers as last year. So as of right now, it looks to be a very good honey uh, production year. They saw field corn tasseling there in Northfield yesterday, and Ray and Marlene have many young rose-breasted grosbeaks, Baltimore Orioles, black-capped chickadees, and house finches coming to their feeding station. It's always fun to see the young birds coming. Keith Radel from Faribault notes that lots of field corn uh, has now started tasseling, and Yesterday, it's just well, just lately, he saw a farmer in Wanamingo. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, combining green peas. Keith has 175 pairs of eastern bluebird nest boxes on his bluebird trail that extends over a distance of about 50 miles. Yesterday, he went out and did a count. Um, plus, he's adding up the birds that have fledged. 501 young eastern bluebirds have fledged so far. And there are still 77 chicks, chicks, and a that's 77 chicks and 174 eggs. And he says a few bluebirds are still egg laying, but usually this ends by July 20th. Keith Radel also reports that fireflies were very numerous last evening. David and Mary Brislands, who live on the ridge above Lake Superior at Lutzen, report that they have had more than adequate rain. So everything there is just the, the green plants are lush green. And as, as opposed to what we have in the greater Twin Cities area where, where I've been seeing tan brown lawns. But up there, um, dewberries are ripe. You can pick those and eat them. The, the wild red raspberries, not ripe yet. They're done blooming. The fruit is green and will be ripening very soon. Chestnut sided warblers and ruby Throated hummingbird young have fledged lately. White Admiral 
and Atlantic fritillary butterflies are numerous on the wing, and northern pearly eye and great spangled fritillaries are also being seen. Diana and Dave Herring, who live on a farm near Waterville, that's kind of in the Mankato area, report that um, they're they're blueberry shrubs. These these are garden blueberries, uh, like North Country, North Sky, uh, Patriot. They're, they still have ripe fruit and ripening fruit. Tuesday, uh, July 11th, they saw their first field corn tasseling. Uh, this week, farmers in the Waterville area will be cutting their third crop of alfalfa. And yesterday, Diane and Dave were at Moose Lake State Park and saw the fireweed had begun blooming. It's one of my favorite wildflowers is fireweed. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember that, that, that uh, that's kind of big in Alaska yes, as it well, is. isn't it? Yeah. And, and they say it starts blooming at the bottom of this flower cluster, and as it gets to the top, that's the end of summer. That's the end of summer. <laughs> well, I tell you, we know it's not the end of summer, and I was no. uh, had the chance to sit in my, uh, my by-the-yard furniture yesterday late afternoon, and Jim and I love this stuff. This is a, a CCO land company we tell you about every week and we have for years that is uh, maintenance-free. I mean, you don't have to uh, – Jim, you have probably never had to stain it or paint it, right? No. Not. No, we certainly don't do that. We no. w- we wash it off. Yeah. We clean it up, and we've used ours several times just in the last few days, and it's great. Once you experience – and people on our CCO tours have told me this uh, – buy the art furniture. You will never buy anything else. You just keep adding pieces to, to your existing pieces. Uh, maintenance-free furniture, it's made out of recycled plastic milk jugs. But as Jim knows, it's very substantial furniture, and you're never going to see it fade. It's got a 35-year warranty. Uh, and oh. They've got a beautiful showroom. Jim, that, that show, it's hard to explain on the air. But it, not only is it huge, but it's got all these different setups that you can visualize how it would look in your yard, right? I really like to look at their settings and just see, you know, see what might be in someone's yard or or... You know, I've seen this by a store. You oh, know, yeah. I've seen by the art, you know, well, in front of Mackenzie's here in Waconia, but I see it other places that they have outside where they don't have time to take care of it. Oh, you know, yeah. just it's out there and it's not going to blow around in the wind. It's great. Still a family run business. They're just great folks, uh, and they're such a great supporter of Jim's show, too. All they do is outdoor furniture. Visit that Jordan showroom coming up this week. I'm going to give you a couple of phone numbers and a website. A lot of folks call after Jim's show and get that free color catalog. 952-492-2777. Or you can call them toll-free, 877-220-0448. Or again, if you want to get on the web, it's buytheyard.net. Great furniture. Oh, yes. All right, Jim, what else do you have today? Well, at at this time, uh, prairies offer the most conspicuous wildflowers in southern and western Minnesota. This is a great time to explore a place such as Schaefer Prairie. It's a 160-acre relic in McLeod County where more than 200 plant species have been recorded. The University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum and Linnaeus Arboretum in St. Peter on the Gustavus Adolphus College campus, both have restored prairies. Now, some of the wildflowers, also called forbs, that are blooming and showy on prairies right now include lead plant, both purple and white prairie clovers, black-eyed Susan, Monarda, purple coneflower, cupflower. In wet areas, uh, along the edges of prairies, 
uh, swamp milkweed, doe pie weed, blue vervain are some of the showy flowers. So on prairies, um, big blue stem grass is now up about six feet and has just begun shedding pollen. Now the big blue stem grass was one of the principal grasses of the tall grass prairie, which produce the rich soil of our corn belt. Very little of this special grassland called prairie still exists. And, and these little remnants and, uh, and these restored prairies are important. There's probably maybe 1% of the prairie left. But many of the native prairie plants make good garden plants. Some examples, purple coneflowers that we see in our gardens. Uh, we see them blooming right now. They're perennials. <clears throat> They're a favorite of many butterfly species that visit to sip the nectar. Joe Pieweed also makes a good garden plant. It's a flower that attracts many butterflies. Do we do we have any um, calls or notes or anything like that? You know, we we, we do us? have uh, we do have a couple before we run out of time here. Let's see. Do, okay. Do, uh, Craig from Chatek, Wisconsin, said that he saw the first fireflies this past week there in Chatek. Okay. And what else? Uh, they were combining peas by red wing two weeks ago. Two peas by red. Okay. And uh, this text just came in. I was wondering if you could tell me why we don't hear any meadow larks anymore. Where have they gone? When I was a child, I could hear them all the time. Yeah, you know, that's the one. I hear that over and over and over again. It used to be my mom's favorite bird, especially the western meadow lark, sings so beautifully. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, I don't want to point a finger at any one thing, but probably sprays, uh, different practices, Mowing uh, too many ditches, you know. We got to leave space for these animals and we and we, these these birds, and we don't don't always do a good job of that. And I think if we could leave, um, you know, the grasses and the other wildflowers standing, especially in the in the ditches and along along farming areas, um, maybe we could hear the them again. But it, it is sad when we don't hear them. Jim, we have about a minute to go. Sure. Hydrangeas, daylilies, hollyhocks are among the showy blooming garden perennials right now. The hollyhock has been cultivated or had been cultivated in China for a thousand years before it was introduced into in 1573. That's 444 years ago. The plant quickly won favor because of its long blooming period in the summer. Records show that soon after colonists reached America, Many of them cultivated hollyhocks in their simple gardens, and they were mostly, you know, single. Well, they were single flowers, typically red, pink, or white varieties. And right now, we can see these wonderful hollyhocks blooming. And when you think about it, just wow! The Chinese were raising them, you know, fifteen hundred years ago in their gardens. How about that? And now we have. Well, Jim, uh, we have to say goodbye for a week, but I hope you come back again next Sunday. Would you do yeah, that? Yeah, I will. We're off to church, and then we're going to a, a soccer game. Our grandson, uh, Lucas, is playing for Mount West Tonka this summer, and they got a soccer well, game. Well, good luck. And it's, uh, fortunately, it's going to be cooler today than yesterday, for sure. Yeah, All right. Well, have a good week, Jim. Okay. Thanks Bye a lot. Now. Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next uh, Sunday morning with more Nature Notes here on 830 WCCO. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.